Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Bob Varsha, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to your Sunday night with Speed City. Very excited for you, this show tonight. This is John Massengale. I'm in the studio in Austin, Texas. I'm joined by my friend and cohort, Jonathan Green. He's up at Mid-Ohio in a hotel room. Mr. Green, how's it going, buddy? I'm in my makeshift... Ohio studio, shall we put it that way? Yeah, that's what very we'll, salubrious. We'll we'll edit out that first part that I just said. Oh wait, we're live. We can't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get her done. Get her done. <laughs> your studio, your studio sounds pretty good though, Jonathan. It's it's working, baby. Well, that's good. I it, yeah, me and Logan Robinson, who's my producer, we we spent several hours uh, getting the lighting right and everything else. So. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, we got a I got a fun show to talk about because Jonathan's up there yes. in, in uh, Mid Ohio. He's doing Trans Am and F three, the FR Americas and F four. So we're going to hear all about that. We may have a guest or two, and also we're going to talk lots of Formula One because I got lots of fun stories because I've been listening to Gunther's book. Yes, l- listening, not reading, listening to Gunther's book, and I'm on chapter twelve now. I'm almost done. And it is an awesome book, and I want to talk about that. You are a fanboy. I've become, well, anybody who listens especially, I will admit, I do have to hit the back button a few times to get to get a word or two, but it's really, really good. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some Formula One stories. There's lots of good stuff we can talk about there. And we are going to start off tonight's show by talking IMSA because... Lamont is behind us, and Watkins Glen was today. Six hours of endurance racing, and it was really fun. Jonathan, I know you didn't get to see it because you were on the air in mid-Ohio, but I got to watch a good bit of the race today. And, man, this thing came right out of the box with the entire field looking completely out of sorts. I mean, literally. Really? Yeah. The whole, there was, I mean, first turn, there was a, a car spun, one of the prototypes spun, and he crashed, and he limped out into the middle of the track. And the stewards didn't stop because, you know, the GT cars, they put a gap between them. So they were trailing. And all of a sudden, they come up full speed with a green flag waving right in front of the car of the prototype that's in the middle of the track. Oh, and wow. I don't know how they made it around it without any problems, but they did. And, I mean, the, the race, there was lots of crashes, error after error. 
there was a big nasty one, the 38 LMP3 car caused a multi-crash. He took out two Lambos, I think both GTP and GTD Pro cars, and and another prototype car. I don't know if it was an LMP1 or 2, and just wiped out that whole thing, and um, it was a mess. And But they kind of calmed down, and our buddy George Kurtz won, as you know, he won at Le Mans. He won again today at Watkins Glen. That was cool for CrowdStrike. Um, let's see what else. Of course, the big win, of course, was Porsche Penske. They win it all in the GTP class and the hybrid class, which was very cool to see. And, um, oh, I thought this was cool. The Lexus CEO, uh, Wata, oh, I don't know, I messed it up. Watanabe is his name. And I remember him talking. Watanabe. Watanabe, that's it, yeah. He was attending his first IMSA race, and the Lexus won in the GTT, GTD Pro class. So I thought cool. that was, that was kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was very cool. And um, so it was it was good fun to watch. And it was six hours of craziness. Honestly, I wasn't sitting there focused on it, but it was, you know, tons of action going on. Um, but it was fun to watch the, the Penske team win. And it was, you know, kind of lens of air of credibility when you got the captain up there in the in the tower watching over everything. So that well, was kind of cool. So you do realize they have had Talk about a month of May and June. They've won the Charlotte 600. They've won the Indy 500. And now IMSA. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, if that, if that list had included Le Mans, that would have been an epic month. But not bad still. Uh, let's Very see. Good. What else? What else on the IMSA race? Those are the highlights of that for sure. And if anybody's got anything on YouTube, just give me a shout. Because I didn't watch it super close. Um, I was watching, keeping a close eye on the Corvette. They, I think they ended up third. Let me see if I got scoring still up because, um, you know, after Le Mans, after their win at Le Mans, it was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, let's see. In GTD Pro, uh, yep, it was the Lexus, of course, I talked about, and then the Ferrari in the 62, but then the, uh, the Corvette came in third in GTD Pro. So that was Antonio Garcia and gang in the Corvette. And, um, but yeah, that was it, Jonathan. It was, it was very cool. Six hours of fun watching Watkins Glen and the historic track that it is. You've been there, right? Oh, many times. Yeah. In fact, we're going there with Trans Am in September. So yeah, looking forward to that. And you're right. It's a cracking circuit to go to. And those guys in Watkins Glen, we do a parade um, around the streets of the old circuit because they used to race before that circuit was built. They actually used to race um, a bit like the Isle of Man TT. They used to race around the streets of the village of Watkins Glen. So uh, we always go there and have a big celebration and people like Brian Redman and whatever, some of the greats come and, you know, come and as, uh, you know, uh, masters of ceremonies and grand marshals and so yeah it's a big event for us and the fans come out in their droves to to see Watkins Glen it's such a historic looking track too you know the just the layout and the, the fact that it's not you know in the middle of a big crazy city and it just it looks classic doesn't it yeah and the Glen Still. was home for Formula One for longer than anywhere else in the states as well so it's also yeah. got a huge history of Formula One I know I was sitting there looking at it going you know I didn't I wasn't watching Formula One back then, and I was thinking that would have been really cool to watch Formula One there. I'm sure I could go YouTube some F1 races there. Yeah, yeah. 
but it was good. It was fun, and it was um, good to see the, the Porsche team win that one. So, and our friend Kurtz and, and gang, my son's team didn't do too well. They had a, a drive-through penalty. So the McLaren, the only McLaren in the entire fifty-nine car field, they didn't do well. They ended up, I think, fifteenth in the in the GTT class. So he won't be. Oh, so he's back on the lawns tomorrow then. Yeah, and they were doing. They were good, man. They were uh, the Optimum team. They were second in the championship, uh, leading in coming into today, but. They, uh, their, the boss, the gentleman driver just went in too deep trying to pass a Lamborghini and spun him off track and they made him do a drive through and that really killed him, dropped him down. They were, they were like a high of fifth and they ended up like 14th, I think. But, uh, but yeah, Hey, you know what we have, uh, Jonathan, uh, mid Ohio was fun and you have one of our best buddies on the line. Why don't you set it up for us? Yeah. Um, We've been at Mid-Ohio all weekend. We had rain to start the weekend off. And in fact, um, that affected practice and qualifying. Uh, we started in championship positions. Um, the championship is me uh, is being led by Callum Hedge at the moment from New Zealand. Uh, but it's our own Austin, Texas's Ryan Sheehan, who's chasing him down hard. And I have to say, um, Ryan's on the line because I really wanted him to come and discuss this. If nothing else, I'm just interested to see his perspective because I commentated on the race. Uh, and it was nose to tail for two entire races uh, today. Uh, one where Ryan started behind Callum Hedge and another where he started pole. Um, but boy, did he, I mean, the pair of them, their teammates, remember, yeah. went wheel to wheel. And there was a third guy involved in Cooper Becklin, another teammate. So it was a one, two, three for Crossling, but that really doesn't give any justice to the story um, because it was some of the best racing I've seen in FR, small field, um, but boy, they they can really give them, um, you know, some credit. Really, really cool. Well, let's, we got Ryan Sheehan on the phone. Let's bring him on. Mr. Sheehan, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are y'all? Uh, we're doing good. Uh, Jonathan was telling us all about your weekend, and I was reading about it on the IMSA website. And the the before we went on the air, I said to Jonathan, I said, you know what? I know that Callum Edge has, has got this this lead in this championship, but you're still second. And the this, this stats that jumped out at me was that you've been on podium every single race, all eight races. But even more importantly is that you're cutting the pace to Callum Edge, is that you guys are literally two tenths. And and the rest of the field is a half a second behind you. So, man, good on you, Ryan. You're 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 definitely right in this championship. Yeah, thank you. Um, Callum had a pretty and well, he had obviously an amazing Road America round uh, a month ago, and so I came into this really wanting to to break that gap down, and uh, you know, actually see him at the finish line. Um, and that's I mean that's what we did. Uh, I think it was like a two tenths difference uh, at the line in race two, and so definitely made a lot of progress. And now I think the the championship fight is really on. Yeah, what are you guys halfway through? Right, you're exactly halfway. Eight races left. Yep, yep, exactly. And including here in Austin, coming up in uh, late or early November, right? Yeah, that's always uh, something I get to look forward to is getting having a home race. Um, yeah, I think that's the first weekend in November. Jonathan, what do you think? Should Ryan start learning Japanese? Ah, I'd love to. I'd love to have him do that because um, he's certainly in the hunt to do it. He's just got to. He, he's just got to find a battle plan somehow to to beat this laid back Kiwi um, because he really now he's got to grips with the car. 
um, you know, uh, it, it really is, um, like you say, that there's, there's nothing between them. In fact, Ryan was quicker and therefore got the pole. Um, and I, I actually made fun of Callum uh, before the start of the race. And I said, well, what were you doing going sideways? And he goes, oh, I was having too much fun. And it cost me the fastest lap. So yeah, <laughs> Ryan's got the better of him in certain ways. And uh, it's now just a case of, you know, it, it could come to a mechanical or it could come to, you know, uh, to out and out um, Ryan just getting the better on, on a, a particular race weekend or whatever that's going to decide this championship. And it may well come down, and Ryan will hate you for saying this, it may come down to the race circuit that he went to as a little little fella of eight years old <laughs> and fell in love with the sport. But he'll take it if it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take it any way I can get it. Um, if, even if it goes down to the last race as long. As I would come out on top, then I'd be happy. Uh, well, what I was talking about learning Japanese, of course, was that whoever wins this championship gets a uh, an automatic entry into the uh, Super Formula in Japan. I mean, which, as we all know, that's uh, uh, to me that's the next notch down from F1. Uh, sorry, IndyCar fans, but just on pure car <laughs> and hardware and and everything else, I think that's the next step down. And you know, Ryan, that would be a game changer. That would be a career changer, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, that really puts you on the radar for uh, some pretty big, big teams, uh, really major eyes. Um, I mean, Liam Lawson is there right now, uh, the one of the Red Bull Golden Children. So <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a, a great opportunity uh, if I can take home that scholarship. Well, Jonathan, what else uh, for Ryan and the boys out there? FR, you know, he's, by the way, if we haven't said it, it's FR Americas. The basically the Formula Regional Formula Three is what Ryan's racing in. So, yeah, man, Ryan, you're right there, buddy. But Jonathan, what else? Yeah, well, one thing I'd like Ryan to talk about is the way he goes about his racing is is not unique, but it's pretty unique in this day and age. In other words, if you look at uh, Callum Hedge, his opponent's car. He's got the backing of the Giltrack group, which have basically uh, backed the likes of Scott McLaughlin, Scott Dixon, and many, many other New Zealand drivers. New Zealand is a tiny country, and yet they they get behind uh, their drivers. They have an elite academy, which they put them through. They help fund them. Um, Callum has been really successful. He was the youngest Formula Ford driver uh, winner of the championship. He won the 86 championship, the Tin Tops. Uh, and he's currently racing in Australia as well as racing here in the States. So great for him. And he's racing for Earl Bamber, another great IMSA driver and world champion in WEG. Um, Ryan, though, has a different approach. He has managed to get the Austin business community yeah. involved. And he's basically doing it through his own business. And I think that I, I just want Ryan to talk about that because I know a lot of racing drivers tune in and I know a lot of people are interested to see how the heck you raise the kind of money you need to do the racing he does. Um, and Ryan, if you can, just talk a little bit about the success you've had in the last two years hey, of, Ryan, of bringing that all together. Hold on. Through the break, we're going to make everybody a cliffhanger because this is a really amazing, <laughs> it's a really amazing story to do it this way. You're listening to Sunny Out with Speed City back after a quick break. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. 
Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky, the source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello to everyone, this is Gunter Steiner, this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio. Speed City. All right, before we get back with Ryan Sheen, I just want to talk about something. We're going to talk Formula One here in a minute because, Jonathan, hope you're sitting down. I've built a spreadsheet. I've built another oh, no. spreadsheet. Yes. It's not like you, John. <laughs> Nerd alert. <laughs> I have built a spreadsheet, and we're going to talk about that. It's a Formula One spreadsheet, and we're going to talk about some Formula One stories, including Daniel Ricciardo and a couple of ones that you put into, Jonathan. But before we went to break, Ryan Sheehan was going to tell us about his unique approach to approach to funding his race career. Ryan, why don't you tell us how you're doing this, buddy? Yeah, I mean, we've uh, tried to focus a lot on the Austin area, um, Austin-based businesses, um, just because we feel like it, there, it, it has the, uh, you know, there are the businesses here that can support, um, you know, kind of a homegrown hero. And obviously with Coda there, it's um, it's kind of the perfect breeding ground for, you know, a, a racing driver. Um, I mean, that was how I you know, found my love for, for racing. And so um, and we also feel like Austin, you know, the people 
you know, have fallen in love with racing, you know, with uh, with Coda and especially with Drive to Survive. I think more people than ever that I talk to uh, in the Austin area are really, you know, interested in racing and especially Formula One. But I mean, yeah, that's pretty much how we've done it: is reaching out to, you know, C-level executives at Austin-based companies. I mean, it's really just a simple phone call or an email, and uh, that's how I've you know reached out to these people, and it's it's been successful so far. So that's really all it takes is just having the uh, the courage to, you know, pick up the phone and or uh, write an, an email. It's such a a simple tactic too. I mean, it reminds me of like door to door sales. I mean. You just have to have the courage, and it's not that big a deal. Once you've done it a few times, Ryan, it gets easier, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the worst thing that they can say is, sorry, we're not interested. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's the worst I've ever gotten. And so, uh, yeah, I've, I've kind of gotten over the, the fear of, you know, maybe they're, like, their secretary is going to insult me or something <laughs> like that, um, which has never happened, so... It's, it's not really a big deal anymore. We'll talk about some of the sponsors. I know Keller Williams, which is a, a huge, maybe the biggest uh, residential real estate company in the United States. They're based here. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, sponsored by a branch here in Austin, uh, the Harrison Noel team. Um, yeah, and yeah, Keller Williams is uh, the largest real estate firm in the world. I think it's, I think they're in 80 countries, something like that, wow. and 180,000 agents around the world and so what that's allowed us to do is to host events at the different tracks we go to so even though i'm partnered with a firm here in austin i was able to host an event at road america for a uh, a firm uh, and i think in the green bay area so it's really given us that that network of uh, of agents we can reach out to and work with yeah well it's a really cool way to do it and because it's unique, and I bet you, you'll start to see other people doing it. Have you heard any uh, any rumblings, Ryan, of anybody else going, hey, how'd you do that? No, not quite yet. Um, we might have to wait a little bit longer and, uh, and do a few more events before people uh, really start to catch on and, and uh, maybe start to copy it a bit. <laughs> you, you know what I like about it, Ryan, is um, – you, you feel connected to your racing. And my point is, you know, when, you, when we get an email from you and, okay, we're on your mailing list, of course, we're, we're, we're a motor racing media outlet, but um, it's from you. It says, hey, guys, this is what I got up to. You also do, you know, uh, some, some symposiums where you get people involved and get people talking about it uh, and talking about the business of, of racing. And I think that's important too. And so, you know, you really do get the feeling that, that that you're connected to you, not just a concept or a sticker on a car. And so, you know, you are, it's it's that hearts and minds thing. You're getting people person by person to follow you. Yeah, that's something that we've definitely learned over the years, uh, trying to build the business is that, um, you know, Ryan Sheehan Racing isn't just a name. It, I mean, it's me. Um, I am the Ryan Sheehan of Ryan Sheehan Racing, and it's not going to get very far if I'm not, you know, at the forefront of that. Uh, and it's, you know, some, you know, random person that's representing me. Um, people aren't going to be very interested. They want to, you know, speak directly to the racing driver. Um, and if they don't get to do that, then 
they'll just leave and find someone else. Ryan, I was I was thinking about all this, you know, the success you've had with business, but backing it up with the success you're having now in F3 and the Formula Regionals, I, I, I imagine that the sponsors now are going, wow, we got in on the ground floor of this, and this kid is potentially going to win this championship. Well, I, in fact, I was going to look. You were four points off going into the weekend. I don't think they've updated the standings. Do you know where you are now? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm still in second. Um, yeah, for I sure. Really I think I, of any way I wouldn't be, but uh, yeah. I'm not sure what the gap is now. Uh, we might have to wait a few days for them to update the uh, the point standing. Uh, they did it. They should... just updated. I just looked. They did it since we've been on the air. So um, <laughs> Callum Hedge is 198. You're at 173. And then way back at 123 is Cooper Beckland. So you have you guys are clearly it's funny. Your your totals match your pace right now. It's like I was saying earlier. You guys are so much faster than the rest of the field right now, at least this past weekend. But well, Ryan, we've got to wrap it up because we got to go to break. We got another guest that's going to come on, but I want to congratulate for you for another fantastic weekend, man. It was incredible that you, you know, are are doing what you're doing and seven podium or eight in a row every single race this season. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for having me. All right, Ryan. Great job, Lon. Keep it up. We'll talk to you. We'll see you around town. Thank you. See ya. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we have a Lamar winner on the line because Ben Keating is on hold. So we'll be back right after these messages. Hey guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, All Stop Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no... Uh, no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But Jonathan, you know why, what makes it so special, the water and the recipe? Well, yeah, I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right. And they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, I tell you, this Allstad beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because, You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's got a great tie-in because obviously Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in... Uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer, but uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, this is Jay Leno from JayLeno'sGarage.com, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to your Sunday night with Speed City. John Massengill, Jonathan Green, and we just interviewed one of the youngest Texans from uh, Austin. But we're now about to move up the scale a little bit and talk to a veteran Texas race driver, Mr. Ben Keating, fresh off a podium at Watkins Glen. Mr. Keating, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I thought you were going to say one of the youngest racers to one of the oldest. <laughs> well, uh, if the shoe fits, Ben. No, I'm just kidding. I'm. Yeah, I, that, I, 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 I wear it proudly. <laughs> well, hey, congratulations. I haven't gotten to talk to you since Lamar. I want to congratulate you for that. I know we exchanged an email or two because I couldn't help it. I had to congratulate you, but congratulations on your podium to follow that up. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this, uh, you know, the Le Mans deal was uh, really, really special. The 100th anniversary of Le Mans, it was the 25th anniversary of Corvette racing. It was the last year of GTE, uh, that spec of, uh, of GT car. And, uh, you know, it, it was uh, uh, a, a, a strange race. Uh, just, you know, there were 21 cars that started the race in the GT class and only nine cars finished. Uh, we had a problem early on in the race when we had to replace our right front shock, right front damper, and uh, we that. went down two laps. We got one lap back under safety car, and uh, the other lap we got back because we stayed clean, and literally everybody else in the race had a problem. 
Uh, we had good pace, but uh, we never expected to uh, uh, to be at the front, you know, uh, uh, in the end. Uh, and, you know, just to stand on the top step in France with 300,000 people watching, you know, to hear the Star Spangled Banner uh, stand under the American flag was just awesome. I saw some of that. I saw I saw some of the uh, the photo. In fact, I saw on your Twitter you got a little grief for for doing a video up there. But I, I everybody came to your defense. I think all the drivers did. It was like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's it's a once in a lifetime thing. You gotta you gotta whip out the the cell phone and take a video. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it, we even had some veterans who were like, uh, you know, uh, uh, it was okay just this once. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, uh, but. Uh, it was really, really, you know, nice. I'm, I, I'm still kind of you know, on cloud nine, so to speak. It's really special for me to be back into racing something I sell. You know, uh, I heard you talking to Ryan about, uh, you know, uh, uh, combining business and racing, and that's exactly, you know, I pay for all this racing stuff by selling cars, and so I'm, I'm glad to be back in, uh, uh, back in something I sell. So yeah. Uh, it, it was special for a lot of reasons. Yeah, no doubt. Ben, ben I got to ask you. Uh, obviously, you, you've heard the news. Wex coming back to Austin. Please tell me you're going to be in the race. And my second part is, if you're not, please tell me you're going to join us in the booth. <laughs> hey, maybe I'll come join you in the booth. You know, uh, I suspect that I will be there because I want to say hello to all my old friends. I've been in the World Endurance Championship for four years now. And uh, really enjoyed it. Had a lot of great relationships there. I do hope to go back to Le Mans next year in an LMP2. Uh, but uh, I, I will not be doing a full season of the World Endurance Championship next year. I'm excited about uh, uh, ending uh, the GTE era uh, with, a, uh, with a second in a row win at Le Mans and a second in a row uh, world championship. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, like Jonathan said, we are looking forward to WEC coming back here because that was always one of my favorite events here in Austin. It was sad when it went away, and, and it, they teased us. They came back in 2020, but, um, but hey, Ben, let, let's talk about Watkins Glen, man. That's, uh, that, that's a fantastic podium today. Yeah, it turned out really well. You know, we qualified in the rain yesterday, and I was the first person on the scene when the whole hillside drained across the track. And uh, uh, I was the second person on the scene, but uh, the first three people that were there uh, spun uh, into the wall, hydroplaned. I don't know how deep the water was, but uh, all three of us were on rain tires and trying to tiptoe across it, and uh, it didn't do any good. Uh, so my team had to rebuild the car overnight, uh, get it ready to go for the race today. Yeah, I had a really good start. I started second place because we went off of championship points instead of qualifying, uh, and uh, I had a really good start. I got a good lead at the beginning of the race, and uh, the, the driver that was in uh, second place you know, uh, uh, hit me going into the final turn, got me spun around. And I guess I would say I'm grateful that he hit me twice. He, he spun <laughs> me around and then he hit me again to straighten me up. 
uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, so I didn't lose too much there. But uh, it's so hard to pass in our class around uh, Watkins Glen because it, you're so dependent on the arrow uh, of the car. You get behind somebody, it's really hard to follow another car. Uh, and uh, you know we had a we had great pace, uh, but we you know, just that. Everything didn't fall our way to win. Uh, you know, we, we finished in third place, which we were happy. You know, we made progress in the championship. We're closer. We're closer to the lead uh, uh, in the championship. But we made progress kind of uh, across all three of the different point standings that we're fighting for, all the different awards we're fighting for. But. Uh, we were disappointed with the yellow flag at the very end because we think if it had to end under green flag, the 04 car that won the race would have run out of fuel. That would have been fun to watch. Uh, uh, but, you know, that's kind of the way it goes, you know? Yeah. Hey, I saw Bill Oberlin with the cause of that yellow flag. He, they, uh, they didn't have a good video of it. They, they just caught it. By the time the cameras caught it, he was upside down. And he That's looked right. he looked a little shook, shaken up when he was standing there at, when he got out of the car. He looked okay, well, but yeah, I I thought he looked pretty good for uh, how big of a hit that looked like it was. You know, uh, you know, it, it, I I saw the same he did, uh, and uh, that looked like a pretty wild ride. You know, to be uh, yeah. hit the wall hard enough to go up on your roof and then to uh, you know uh, flip over again back on your tires. Uh, you know, it's hard to know how much of an impact there really was, uh, but uh, you know, as I look at my in qualifying, when I hydroplaned into another LMP3 car that had climbed uh, uh, before me, I thought, you know, I'm a, I thought it wouldn't be that hard of a hit, but I can tell you it was. So you know, I, I, I'm feeling a little bit of what uh, of what Bill might be feeling. <laughs> Well, I honestly, when I first saw it, I was a little worried. I was like, oh man, because you know, Bill's not a spring chicken either. I think he's in his mid fifties and, <laughs> and he, he, uh, but he looked, he looked okay. Honestly, he looked fun, but man, that was a crazy looking crash. In fact, I was talking about it at the top of the show, Ben, is that it kind of looked like everybody was out of sorts, including the stewards at the beginning of that race. When one of the prototype cars spun and was right in the middle of the track, and the GT cars were still starting the race right at the green flag, and they had to blast right past. I mean, that looked a little. Yeah. That looked like that they should have yellow flagged that from the beginning. What yeah, did you think? I I I agree with you, uh, uh, and uh, you know I I think that you know it, it it has its good moments and its bad moments, but you know Bo, Bo Barfield is the race director for IMSA. Bo does a, a, a pretty good job. Uh, uh, he wants to avoid all yellow flags when he can. If he thinks somebody might be able to drive away, then uh, uh, you know, then, then he's not gonna uh, he's not gonna stop the race. Uh, in that case, uh, you know, I, I I agree with you. Uh, you know, I think the problem was that. He started to drive away when they went under the green flag, and so he thought he was going to get going and, yeah. and wouldn't be a problem. But there's not really another flag until you get around to where uh, Arthur was sitting in the BMW. You know, there was a yellow flag. When you're, you're not looking at the flags. 
uh, and so it was a hairy moment for sure. Uh, but uh, you know, I I can appreciate Bo not wanting to have that uh, uh, be safety cars. Yeah, and he turned out to be right because nobody had any problems with him right there. But, um, but yeah, it was a little scary. And you know, it's it, there was a lot of of people spinning cars, banging into each other. I mean, it it, it settled down, but it just looked like the whole field was a little bit out of sorts at the beginning there. Yeah, really, uh, uh, it was it was mayhem, and I, I love racing at Watkins Glen, but the there is no runoff. You know, as compared to Coda, as an example, there's so much runoff at Coda. You know, uh, it's very safe, and, and you don't have any risk for very little. Uh, whereas at Watkins Glen, walls are right up next to the track, uh, and uh, there is no runoff. You know, if you get pushed wide, then there's going to be a wreck. And that's kind of what it has there. You know, you you get side by side with the different five different plus. Uh, you get you get pushed wide somewhere. You, you uh, make a little mistake, and the next thing you know, you're right in the wall. Hey, I got to tell everybody. I think the uh, your cell phone is it's not cutting out completely, but it's got a little some funny sounds. I, I think it's because you're at about thirty five thousand feet. Is that right? That's true. <laughs> An airplane using using the Wi Fi to call you. <laughs> that's great i in fact when i emailed you i thought oh he's not gonna be able to call and he's gonna be traveling back but uh well ben keating we're gonna let you go buddy we really appreciate you calling in and i'm so happy for you these last two races have just got to be uh really special to you and i'm i'm feel privileged that you call in and share these moments with us i really appreciate it uh, i love calling in i love that you guys invite me to come be on the show uh i'm happy to Talk about race anytime. <laughs> well, Ben Thanks, Keating, man. thank you very much, Ben. And we'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Well, let's go ahead and go to our last break. And we'll have a nice big segment to talk some Formula One and some other things. You're listening to Sunday Night with Speed City back after these messages. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters. VRD. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at Velocity underscore RD. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hi, this is Karun Chandok, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. At the beginning of the show, I said I have a spreadsheet that I've made. And you guys know how I love to make a good spreadsheet. And what sparked, it, what sparked it was I saw an article on the AP Newswire, and it said ESPN's hopes for more parody and drama in F1 season appear to be evaporating. And I was like, what? Let me, let me read this. And... So I started reading it, and and it's the same story we've heard a lot of, is that how can Formula One continue this insane growth, right? We had like 35% growth from 21 to 22, and like 25% the year before. I mean, it's just insane. So I was reading this article, and one of the, um, one of the comments was, um, in fact, <laughs> there's actually two articles. The one that I, that sparked my com- this conversation was F1's predictable races risk turning off new American fan base. You know, all from Drive to Survive. And about the fifth paragraph in, it says, but here's F1's dirty little secret. The racing has never been great, and 2021 was an anomaly of a season. Let me read that again. <laughs> the racing has never been great. I was like, hang on a minute. Did you watch the Spanish Grand Prix? Did you, you know, just... Did you watch Can- uh, the Canadian Grand Prix? I mean, I I thought that was an absurd thing to say. And um, the author is mostly NASCAR and IndyCar, but I really like her work. And in fact, I, I, I you know it really caught me off guard that she would say this. And I was like, it, this just I you know I was like, my first thought was, do you watch F one? Now, if your criteria is Who's going to win the race every weekend? Yes, IndyCar blows F1 out of the water, but we as F1 fans know that's that's not going to happen in our sport, right? It's not going to be that way because of the way the sport's laid out. But uh, what's your take on that, Jonathan? Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but I, I don't know the uh, reporter you're talking about, but I agree that when you watch NASCAR and IndyCar, you get a lot more crashes, a lot more overtakes. I'll give you that. But Formula One has never been about that. 
and the purists who love racing and watching Formula One uh, may as well be uh, space space fans or NASA fans because it really is launching a rocket against 20 other rockets and seeing how the development and how the the um, technology beats the other technology. And that can at times be dominated by one particular car and that's often the way in formula one or two in the same team is often the case um but that is the space race the technology race that is formula one so you know it, it's not for everybody i'll give you that yeah um but for the purists who love technology and love to see people um you know take the most and get the most out of a tiny machine and pack more power than is even thinkable into a tiny space and race it incredible racing well and and let's just you know think back i was talking about the spanish grand prix and uh yeah we knew max was going to win right and but there was so much good racing and i guess <clears throat> you you do have to get into the sport and learn the nuance of all this to really enjoy it but there was still plenty of racing that i think you know even your new drive to survive fan could enjoy and i just thought it was a Honestly, I thought it was an absurd comment uh, because. And by the way, uh, you know the the other side of that. It, forget that that comment. The other side is you know that the 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 Formula One's dirty little secret or the growth of Drive to Survive can't keep going. No, it can't. Of course, it can't. I mean, you know, we're the new kids in town in terms of uh, interest, and Drive to Survive has driven that, and so has shows like ours and many more. Um, as you see, podcasts are popping up all over the the country. Um, and that's good. But the fan base now is reignited from the original fans that used to go to the Glen and so on, and a whole bunch of new fans. And that's really what's important yeah. is that fan base won't go away. And there will be seasons where Max Verstappen will not dominate. And, I, and I'm looking forward, for example, to 2026, when Andretti could be on the grid, when Audi will be on the grid, when Ford will be on the grid, and Cadillac potentially. Uh, in terms of name, and yeah. you know, and also a bunch of new drivers from all over the world, including many many Americans as well. So I think we're I think the next four years exponentially could grow Formula One, and with with events like Vegas and Miami, a huge success as we saw to roll on. I, I'm afraid I, I don't agree at all. All right. Well, what that sparked me to think was, all right, well, let's just think about. I watch the the ratings on ESPN. I watch them every Tuesday when they come out. And I thought, and just seat of the pants, I was like, it's about the same as last year. But ladies and gentlemen, nice spreadsheet. If you're watching on YouTube, we're going to introduce the spreadsheet now. No, don't do it. <laughs> okay. I've got 2023 uh, ratings or viewers, actually, not the rating points, and 2022 viewers up side by side. And you might notice right off the bat, I've highlighted whichever year was higher in green and it literally alternates bahrain uh last year was bigger saudi arabia this year was bigger last year austria i mean australia was bigger this year uh azerbaijan was bigger and it goes back and forth like that 100 percent. but but the bottom line is that it is the total viewers so far this year 10,897,000 as opposed to last year 10,970,000 so it's virtually identical it's it's less than 1% difference uh, last year over this year. And we have not had Vegas. So I want you to think about that. Now, I know Vegas is kind of a late night race, but 
you know, last year, Miami was 2.6 million viewers, right? This year, it dropped to one, basically 2 million, 1.96. So that was a big drop. And in fact, um, you know, if you kind of throw that out, then we'd probably be ahead of that, ahead of last year, just that spike because it's a first year race. But we've still got uh, Vegas this year. So I would expect by the end of the year, we'll have a bigger year than last year again. And and you made a really fantastic point, Jonathan. There's so much more to come. There's, you know, Ford and Cadillac and Audi and, um, you know, all this American interest. And, you know, and we're also building that American driver pipeline, like kids like Ryan Sheehan. But as that grows, too, there's going to be more and more interest. I, I just think that it's, you know, it is going to be tough. If Max Verstappen wins every single race this year, though, that won't help the situation. No, it won't. Um, but, you know, uh, there have been other seasons in the past that have been like that. And, you know, uh, one of the other things that we're talking about, this this cost cap that, that, that has come in uh, and how to deal with it. Uh, we saw Red Bull get fined um, at the end of last season. And, and, and there's a kind of a new game in town, which is, you know, beating the accountants at, at the cost uh, cap level, too. So there are a new nuances to Formula One, which which is changing it. I mean, Williams complaining that they're 20 years behind um, and, and now with the cost cap, they can't catch up. So there's all sorts of, of, of changes in Formula One that, that, that change the face and the way Formula One goes racing. And, and I think Liberty are still working their way to making the best product they can. Uh, and so let's not judge just yet. It's just starting. Yeah. Well, I thought this might spark a little conversation on YouTube, and it has Andy P., uh, one of the regulars and a host of his own podcast. He says, an F1 watch is just different. Not saying it's good or bad necessarily, but it's different. I watch F1 differently than I watch IndyCar, WEC, or IMSA. Only F1 gets that kind of commitment from me. And Joe Voice Your Bass. Perfect example. Absolutely yeah. perfect example. He's yep. a, a pure blue American race fan. And he has found the love just as you have in Formula One. I, I was working for ESPN back in the 90s on Formula One and nobody gave us a look in. We were thrown on ESPN2. Uh, and, and back then, if you had ESPN2, you know, you had an extra mortgage. So, you know, um, it, it just it just wasn't there. And our, and our viewing figures were, you know, 100,000 compared to now over a million. So, <laughs> you know. I've been working at this this exact job of, of trying to encourage Americans to follow Formula One most of my career. Um, and I agree with Andy P. You know, you, you've just got to sell the nuance. It's different. I mean, I, I'll give you another example. If you're into yachting or you're into rowing, for example, uh, or swimming, um, these are nuanced sports that are dynamic if you know the sport. Yeah. But you've got to know the sport. And those are three great sports that are Olympic sports. But unless you know tobogganing, for example, or luge, uh, you know, they're not the everyday follower. So and Formula One, I would put in that category. It's up there. It's rarefied air. And it takes a certain person of interest and, you know, a combination. And look at the tech companies now. That's why I'm so pleased that the tech companies, because they are the perfect viewers mm -hmm. for Formula One and now the perfect backers for Formula One. Yeah, and their their people, the techies, uh, are the perfect audience for Formula One. And you mean the guys that like the spreadsheets, John? <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Joe at Oyster Bay says, nothing else gets me up at 4 a.m. Yeah, good point. And, and by the way, Joe, if you look at the, uh, the numbers, Australia was, you know, a half to a third of the other races. Of course it is. It's, you know, it's the middle of, middle of the night. So it's not surprising. Um, Ray says something that I alluded to a minute ago. He says, I'm interested to see how many people tune into the midnight Vegas race because so Ray must be in, uh, it'll be midnight our time here in central time. But California, think about that. The world, the United States' most populous state will be, it'll be prime time for then. It'll be, I say prime time. It'll be 10 p.m. Um, prime time, Vegas time. 10 p.m. is when Vegas is just getting going. Now, 1 a.m. start. Breakfast for, in Vegas at that point. Yeah. Yeah. 1 a.m. start East Coast. I think you're going to lose some audience there. I think Miami set the bar pretty high last year at 2.6 million. I don't know what Vegas will be. I can, you couldn't even... May, you know, venture a, a really accurate guess, of course, but I would imagine it'll be, you know, 2 million plus, uh, and, and maybe who knows, maybe be bigger than Miami just because it's going to be a crazy spectacle. Who's not looking forward to watching the formula one cars go down the Vegas strip. I mean, that's going to be, I mean, we've all been talking about it for a long time now, but that's going to be something special for sure. Hey, growing up in England, I'll give you a parallel. The only things that, the only sports that came out of Vegas when I was a kid were boxing. And my dad was a big boxing fan. Uh, and that was the one thing that we would stay up for in England was a boxing match uh, at two in the morning from Vegas because it was that big, that much of a thrill. It's Las Vegas. It could have been any fighter, heavyweight, middleweight, uh, you know, the, uh, some of the Hearns fights, some of the Sugar Ray Leonard fights. We always got up. And of course, back then, uh, George Foreman, Muhammad Ali, you know, oh, but yeah. when vegas that was gold and i think formula one will have that same attraction yeah well i just that whole thing that sparked the article said that that from the, the dirty secret that formula was never had good racing i i just bristled and i wish i'd have been in person to have that argument but that's all right um hey i want to talk daniel ricardo jonathan because while i was doing the final show prep for tonight i turned on the show that daniel ricardo did with will arnett and, Why would you do that? <laughs> and Why you, did you do that? And you know Why what? You... I the other the other day, Casey and I turned it on here in the studio, and it started off really slow and awkward, but it got better. I'm not saying that it was great, but it got better. And what I what I really liked about it was what you'd exactly what you'd expect about Daniel Ricardo. I mean, it's it reminded me of one of your and my favorite uh, football commentators, Jonathan, is Tony Romo. Love him yeah. or hate him, when he first came off the field and went into the booth, it was magic watching him predict those plays, right? It was really cool. And Ricardo did some of the same stuff talking about, you know, the pit entrance into Canada, talking about, oh, that's a tricky pit entrance. Or uh, Team Radio came on and goes, let me translate that for you. What that means is, um, yeah. you know, the, so he did a bunch of that. And it, it wasn't it wasn't great yet, but you know what? Neither was the Manning cast at the beginning. It was awkward and goofy and um and you know what the secret the secret sauce there the magic dust um of a show like that is that whatever ricardo says is irrefutable yes he is one, yes he is one of 20 Brilliant. guys stroke 100 guys that are that are around today willing to do a race show um that will have sat in one of those cars and can say that was a bad mistake you yeah. shouldn't have done that. 
or no, he, you know, what happens there is the brakes can get a little hot. And so maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You can't argue with that because even Andy P, me, you, we've never been in a racing car at that <laughs> speed of that caliber. And the point is, if he says, that's my opinion, you've got to take it on board. You are brilliant because that is spot on. That's what that's what makes the Romo deal so great. And that's exactly what that's the magic they were looking for. And I may even go back and watch it again because I was actually not paying super close and turning it up and down a little bit. But I, I heard enough of that to bring me back. So I, if you if you recorded it and didn't watch it, go back and give it a, a listen. And, uh, you know, it's it. I, I have to say, I don't think I would watch a race that way. But as a replay of watching the race, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, and, and speaking of Daniel Ricardo, we just got about a minute to discuss this, Jonathan. But the uh, the rumors are now that he may replace DeVries. And of course, the one rumor that we heard on a, a group chat about him replacing uh, Logan Sargent. I don't think that's going to happen. But what do you think about him going sticking in the Red Bull family and replacing DeVries? Um, I do think that DeVries' job is on the line. Um, whether Ricardo is the right choice for a team on the up and up. Um, and I say, uh, you know, not that Daniel will be a bad choice, but do you look to the future rather than uh, the, 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 the sort yeah. of, you know, the guy of the moment, I think he he would certainly uh, do well there. Um, but it would be tough for Daniel because he's he's literally stepping down another step from where he was before. So I don't know if, if it would work for his career. Um, but certainly um, he's got to be in the picture if they are going to replace DeVries. Yeah. But Logan Sargent at Williams, no. Yeah, I, I agree. That that's too early in Sargent's career. He's shown enough flashes that I just don't think that, you know, I just don't think you'd do that. And Ricardo, would he struggle in a car like that right now? So I just don't know. Well, we are out of time, Jonathan. This show has flown by, and I'm, I'm really bummed we didn't get to talk in two wheels at all. I don't. I know you probably didn't get to watch much, but with all this crazy well, I, stuff that's going on, I want to talk MotoGP soon. Yeah, and I also want to talk about MotoGP crossing over with Formula One because that is something that is now becoming very apparent with this right. Ducati. Well, we'll, we'll do that on uh, the next Sunday night show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We're out of time. Talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.